Blog Talk Radio. the best in pro wrestling talk. One of those great segments of the calendar where you get a little double dip and we got you ready for payback last night. And now we're going to get you set for Monday Night Raw tonight and give you a little bit of the fallout of payback. This is where you want to be, the best in pro wrestling talk. Check us out on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Again, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Each and every week, we'll have a show chat going on during our shows, as well as a, a chat during Monday Night Raw throughout the entire uh, episode of Raw. So get on over to Facebook, like us on the Facebook page, and, and get involved in the chat over there on the Facebook. Again, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. You can check us out on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is at The Ken Reedy Show. Again, at The Ken Reedy Show on Twitter. And our website is thekenreedyshow.com. Blogs, pictures, a whole bunch of neat stuff over there. Check us out on thekenreedyshow.com. And you can also head on over to iTunes, where we are part of a, a, a great creative project uh, where we are involved with a program called 1640 PWPR, where we are creating uh, essentially a, a, a radio station. And uh, a bunch of other shows, Mike Ferrara Speaks, uh, our show, King Firehawk, all on there. You go to iTunes, you subscribe. Easy for me to say. You can subscribe for free, and then you get access to all these great shows, talking pro wrestling and pop culture and stuff like that. So head on over to iTunes, subscribe, 1640 PWPR. And if you think you got what it takes, we are continuing our talent search, getting more shows on board for the 1640 project. So, uh, Head on over. Uh, you can you can go on our Facebook page. Go to the PWPR Facebook page. Message one of us. Send us an audio file. Let us hear what you got to offer. And maybe, just maybe, uh, we'll get you on board the 1640 family. 347-838-9815. That is the number to call tonight if you want to talk some wrestling. Uh, just to let you guys know, a scheduling note. Everybody, have a great Happy Memorial Day next weekend. Uh, we will not be on the air next week and take Memorial Day off, but as the WWE has thrown it out there and is uh, 
you know, kind of uh, increase the pay-per-view volume, even though I guess it's technically a special event. It's a network exclusive, but it's, you know, they're going, it seems like every two weeks we're getting uh, pay-per-view slash special event kind of thing. So uh, we won't be on next week, but we'll be double dipping again because the following week will be Elimination Chamber. So lots of stuff to talk about. To me, a lot of fallout. I thought it was a solid pay-per-view last night. Um, But a lot of fallout and a lot to talk about uh, as we get into payback and we get ready for Monday Night Raw. So as always, to try and make sense of it all, i got my tag team partner on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. I'm ready to uh, discuss last night's payback and uh, anything else you want to talk. So I'm all all ears. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, and and I thought the pay-per-view, I mean, first off, I want to put it out there that – you know, it, it's really interesting to me with the vibe that I'm getting right now from the WWE and their programming. And, you know, to a certain extent, I, I, I get it. Um, on some levels, the network is obviously their baby. The network is what they're trying to push and sell. And, and I get all that. It's almost like the vibe we're getting as of late is we will give you mediocre to a lot of time poor programming um, on, on your basic cable uh, we're not going to give you the best uh, storyline development all the time. Um, we're not even going to give you a great build. But we're going to give you some solid pay-per-views. And um, I don't know, as as fans, if you're willing to make that trade-off, um, but I do think we've gotten some pay-per-views that have been very entertaining events, um, even though the build may have been uh, mediocre to poor. Uh, WrestleMania being the, the prime example uh, this year and uh, payback, you know, albeit not as you know, it was WrestleMania, so I'm not. It was as good as WrestleMania, but then again, what event could? It was one of the best WrestleManias ever. I thought it was a really good pay per view last night. Um, I thought it was solid top to bottom. I thought the the entertainment value was there. Um, you know, some some things you can be critical of, I guess, as, as always. But top to bottom, you know, had a lot of fun. Had a living room full of people watching the pay per view. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. Um, you know, so it was, it was, again, WWE did a nice job, uh, with their pay-per-view. And the one thing, and I really want to get into this, Dave, tonight, when coming out of this pay-per-view, and, and it's an interesting, like, time period in, in the calendar for the WWE as they've added Elimination Chamber, you know, again, not a pay-per-view per se, a network exclusive, but a, a pay-per-view type event. They only got two weeks to, to build for this. Now, granted, you have the Elimination Chamber, and that, that helps. It's just going to slot people in. You're going to have your IC Elimination Chamber match. You're going to have a Tag Team Elimination Chamber match. Um, I don't know if they're going to add another Elimination Chamber match, but I'm figuring those are going to be your two Chamber matches. Uh, we'll get maybe a couple singles matches. Um, but who knows? We don't have a card yet for Elimination Chamber at all. With two weeks to build this thing, what I found intriguing coming out of Payback is as good as the pay-per-view was, I thought it left us with a lot of question marks, a ton of question marks. And, and just, just to lay out a few, um, you know, number one, you got Cena and, and Rusev. You know, I don't think that last night was their best match together. Um, I think they, they performed better together. I think the WrestleMania match was better. Um, you know, and, and the suspense to me was not there. John Cena and I quit match. You basically know Cena's going to win. Some entertaining spots, some hard-hitting action. Uh, you know, using the ring rope reminiscent of Cena versus Umaga. 
we kind of saw that finish coming a mile away. But still, I thought the match at times was entertaining. Coming out of that match, though, big-time question marks to me as far as, number one, where do you go with Rusev? Um, you know, people can be critical of this program. I don't think Rusev, I mean, look at the guy. I don't think Rusev looks weak per se. Um, it's not the best place to be, uh, you know, losing this series to Cena, losing an I Quit match. And I get that. So I don't know if it's a total rebuild, but they got to kind of, you know, get Rusev back on, on a dominating uh, pattern, a dominating path. Uh, so, again, question marks. Where do you go with Rusev going forward now? Do you have him go after the IC title? Do you have him just feud with someone else? And where do you go with Cena? As I, I talked in the open, you know, one of the things that, that we've noticed is Raw has been spotty at best this year. The best part of Raw has probably been John Cena's open challenge. And John Cena, you know, critics be damned. He's been put on he's been putting on a hell of a good match, you know, great matches to anyone who comes down to that ring. Um, who's next for Cena? Who's next? Uh, you know, who comes down tonight for the open challenge? Uh, whoever answers the open challenge tonight, uh, does that person start a program with John Cena leading to Elimination Chamber? Um, you know, does Cena even wrestle at Elimination Chamber? You would expect he would. Uh, but big question marks surrounding the U.S. title and what's next for John Cena. Um, and again, just put where do you go with Wyatt and Ryback right now? You know, where, where, where do these two characters go? Do they continue their feud? And I think the biggest question marks right now are really surrounding the title and that fatal four-way last night. Very entertaining matchup. Uh, I, I thought it was a, it, every guy, everyone did a good job. I enjoyed the uh, uh, Seth Rollins kind of you know acting like yeah the Shield is back together and uh, Ambrose and Reigns kind of giving him the dirty look. Um, I, I I thought that was entertaining. I thought it was fun. Um, you know as expected. Uh, you know Rollins retains. Um, but to me, it's, you know, when you look at the title picture, uh, it might be time for uh, Orton to move away from the title for a little bit, maybe, uh, you know, feud with someone else. What is next for Rollins? Um, what's next for Ambrose? And, and big question for me is what's next for Reigns? I, you know, I get it that Reigns, you think he's the heir apparent, you think he's got a a beeline for that title at some point. However, how many times can you put him in a position to win that belt and be unsuccessful? So to me, I think it's time to maybe pull Reigns away from that belt for a little bit, feud with someone else. But again, big question mark. Where do you go with Reigns? Where do you go with them? All four of the guys in that title match, where do you go next with them? And it's an interesting time period, like I said, with only two weeks to build for Elimination Chamber, uh, it, to me, it's just really interesting, Dave, coming out of payback with, with major question marks on a lot of big-name players. You know, there's a, there's a lot you put in there in, the, in, in your opening about, you know, questions overall. And, uh, you know, first thing I want to say is last night's pay-per-view, I thought it was a very solid outing with everybody, the, ma- the match placement, the booking decisions. By the way, I must say, I went 7-1 and one in my picks last night. Yeah, I got crushed last night. <laughs> I got all of them wrong that, that we differed in. You got right and I got wrong. At least I was at 500. I was 4-4. Four and four. <laughs> And, uh, you know, 
I, I, I will go on record saying two months in a row, I, you know, I don't normally brag about things that I do, but two months in a row, I make an exact prediction about a certain match. Last month at Extreme Rules, I predicted that Seth Rollins was going to use the RKO to win the match and stay champion, which he did. And then I predicted last night that um, Lana was going to say, I quit for Rusev. Um, so I'll give myself a Barry Horowitz pat on the back for that. As far as the questions are concerned, when it comes to um, some of the some of the things that you discussed, I'll go with the Ryback and uh, I'll start with Ryback and Bray Wyatt. First off, both guys are in a tough spot because neither one of their characters are exactly on fire with the audience, but they are both liked or you know they're both liked among you know factions of the audience and. They had a really good, solid outing. I mean, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting anything, you know, spectacular from these two because I just didn't think their styles and their characters really meshed well. But they they surprised me. It was a sleeper of the night, in my opinion. Um, and they 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 pulled out some some things that you didn't expect their characters to see. But what for? Because I really don't know where either one of them is going to go um, if they're going to continue this. Um, so, I mean. Last night's match, like I said, it was a surprise, and I'm eager to see what the two of them will bring the next round, the next go-around between the two of each other. So we'll see what happens there. As far as the title picture is concerned, I'll go to Cena Russo. Um, I watched the payback fallout, and they interviewed John Cena, and it was pretty much made clear that Cena was done with Rusev, and he was moving on. Um, and he had issued an open challenge for tonight's Raw, and, uh, you know, kind of gave the same spiel he does every week. You want them, come get them. I'm the champ. Blah, 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 blah. So I, I think, you know, as far as Cena and Rusev go, I think they're done. I agree with you. That was not their best match last night. It was kind of annoying that every time John Cena got knocked down, the referee had to ask him if he says, I quit. I just felt that, like you said, there's no suspense in a guy whose mo- motto is never give up that people are going to think that he's actually going to lose an I quit match. As far as where Rusev goes from here, I personally think that I don't think we'll see a definitive breakup between him and Lana tonight on Raw, but I think that we're going to, it's going to get, it's going to get deeper and deeper in the next few weeks. We might see it. Um, the key with Rusev is, is one, first of all, apparently there are people out there that have translated what he was saying, um, when it came to, you know, the referee putting the microphone in his mouth, and apparently he had said, I quit at some point. He said, um, I'll get you, Cena, and your old mother, or something like that. I have to find exactly what the yeah, quote is. Yeah, he said something like, actually, I, I, as you continue to talk, I'll find the exact quote, but it was something like, I, I give up. Like, it wasn't technically I quit, but it was I give up, but I'll find Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, um, you know, that happened, and Lana, you know, went and saved face. I mean, we, we may truly never know really what exactly he had said um, but as far as his character goes I think tonight he needs like a really strong outing maybe you have him come out and you interfere in a match just randomly and just you know kind of get his heat back and beat beat a couple of guys up um, maybe you may, you know you talked about guys in the title picture maybe you have him get involved with you know Reigns or even an Ambrose to kind of get them distracted from the title he's kind of just pissed off in general and he's just taken out He's taking his aggression out on the next person he sees. That just so happens to be one of them. And then you start a rivalry with Rusev and, like I said, either Reigns or even Ambrose. Um, 
but the other thing too is, is that with with Lana in, in play here, the big question is: it seems to be that yes, they are pretty much on their way out. It's just a matter of when, you know, like within the next week or two. I think that they that they will be officially done. But who's going to be the baby face that's going to save Lana? That's going to come to her aid with you know the burly Bulgarian brute breathing down her throat? That's the next question too, and. You also, if you're planning on making good use of Lana, you don't want to associate her with somebody that's just going to get fed to Rusev and get eaten alive either. So you got to be careful where, in, in, in booking you know, either one of them, Rusev or Lana, respectively, and what position you want them on the card and, 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 and how you want them to be portrayed in the near future. Title match? I think Rollins will move on to, you know, we got this Elimination Chamber coming up. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they did him and Ambrose in a singles match. Um, but I think that this, this network exclusive, this pay-per-view that they're calling it, I think it's going to be ma- mainly focused on the Elimination Chamber matches, of course. And I think that the tag team title and the Intercontinental title, the mid-card championships, will be highlighted more so in the build-up in these two weeks than if you were to throw a, a, a title match Rollins' way heading into that pay-per-view, or even a Cena-U.S. title match at, at the same time, too. Like I said, I think this event will be centered around the mid-card guys, so this may be just like a little bump in the road if they throw a title match with Rollins and Ambrose in there, but I don't think it will mean a whole lot um, heading into the summer. But I do see Rollins keeping the title going into SummerSlam. I, I truly believe that. I think that they have faith in him. They want to continue with him. And last night was a perfect example. He he, he thought he had Ambrose and, and Reigns um, locked up in a, a Shield a reunion, but that didn't happen, and he just barely escaped with the skin of his teeth. But here's the other question, too, is not once during that match did Kane, like, differ with Rollins. He was, he was all pro-Rollins that entire match getting involved. So you got to wonder what the direction of his character with the authority goes you know, going forward because we saw a lot of tension and friction with Kane's character and people have been indicating that he could be heading back to wearing the mask and doing the demonic Kane thing. But for, for somebody who was so close to you know, breaking on over to the other side, he's now, last night he didn't show any favoritism towards any of the other guys. And like I said, he was pro-Rollins in that match. So that's another question mark for me too. Um, personally, what I think is going to happen, I think Rain, without a doubt, is going to win Money in the Bank in a few weeks. And then, like you said, he'll eventually get the title, but Money in the Bank, he'll just kind of bide his time, kind of like what Rollins did. He'll be in and out, but he won't – I mean, he, he'll be he'll be a part of the scene, but he won't – it's kind of like what they did with Rollins. You really won't know when he'll cash in. So, But I think when he does cash in, He'll be, you know, he'll be the champ and he'll be the new poster boy for the authority. It wouldn't surprise me if it was deja vu all over again at SummerSlam. Rollins and, and uh, Lesnar for the title, and Reigns jumps in and steals it from from Rollins, and Lesnar once again gets screwed. But that, that's thinking too far ahead. But those are just some of my, you know, ideas I'm spitballing on as far as where you can take the direction of Roman Reigns' character. Yeah, because it is interesting, and you bring up, like, Brock Lesnar, which, you know, he's another, like, question mark, uh, you know, out there somewhere. When when do they they address that? Just uh, finding the article, and again, take with a grain of salt, but supposedly the, the translation of, of what Rusev said, 
Ah, no, ah, I give up. Next time we will crush you, I give up. Stop, I told you, I'll crush you, Cena. Damn your old mother, Cena. I will crush you. That's enough, I told you. So. Damn your old mother. <laughs> I kind of hope the translation is right. Like, that's just awesome. If Rusev was saying, damn your old mother in Bulgarian to John Cena in an I Quit you match. Know, you know, I grew up with three younger brothers, and we all watched wrestling, and we put each other in holds and sharpshooters and figure fours and headlocks and stuff like that. Not once when I was, you know, writhing in pain when I had three brothers, you know, stretching me from limb from limb did I ever damn their old mother <laughs> whatsoever during our play wrestling moments so that's a first for me it's funny because like I, I just I want to get myself in a promotion just so I can cut a promo just so I can tell someone to damn your old mother that's awesome so hopefully that translation is correct but uh yeah you know it, it's again it's interesting you know you brought up a lot of interesting points and, and Lana you know, it, it's it's you're right. It's a weird kind of place for Lana to be because it looks like the split is imminent, and and, and you know it's, it's one of those things. And I get it, you know, and especially in a feud like this. And I know that people are critical of, of John Cena, and I get it. You know, a lot of the young guys that you know wind up running a program with John Cena, you know, they could be white hot coming into that program. But John Cena's the guy, and uh, you know, just I mean, see Ryback, you know. Uh, it kind of hurts the character. This, this to me, I look at like this program a little bit differently. I mean, you had like the anti-American bully, essentially. Like the American has to win this. In the end, John Cena. That the, the proper storytelling is is for the good American boy to, to win this. It's just in wrestling world, you know, where do you go with a guy that that's young, that's powerful, that uh, you know, is is great in the ring, especially for a guy his size, uh, that embraces this character, um, you know, he's always going to be anti-American, you know, who's who's going to take up the mantle for America, and and I do think there's, there's a certain amount of, at this point, after this program with Cena, um, you know, one of the things I think you can do at Rusev is make him an absolute uh, maniac, that he's just so incensed with what happened that, uh, you know, he's just running roughshod over people. In fact, I would even have Rusev lose a few matches, but via DQ. Um, you know, just to kind of put him like he's just an He doesn't even care about wins and losses anymore. He's just hurting people. And and the problem with Lana is, like you said, what do you do? You can't... See, it's like... it's like I can't get the words out. But you have, like... You're, you're going to split. Split the two of these, these guys. And it seems like it's eminent that Lana and Rusev are going to split... And but I think Rusev is at a place where you kind of need someone to get fed to him. Like to me, at this point for Rusev, I think you need to see him beat the hell out of a couple, out of a couple people. So you don't necessarily want to see Lana jump ship, represent somebody who Rusev then destroys, um, which puts Lana in a, in a weird place. Like what exactly do you do with her? I, you know, and, and again, I, I, that's the, the running theme, the question marks that came out of Payback last night. You know, what do you do with Lana? And I, you know, Dave, it'd be one of those things where I would almost, and I'm curious your thoughts, I would almost have, like, Rusev fire Lana definitively and maybe keep Lana off TV for a couple weeks. And then maybe, you know, 
at whatever, at another pay-per-view or something. Uh, you know, Rusev's opponent is coming down to the the the, the ring, and he's, he's on, like, the stage, and he introduces his new manager, and then Lana comes back out, and that's Lana's big return. Uh, something like that, like, maybe that would help to split them, make make Rusev look like a real jerk, fire her, keep Lana off TV for a little bit, and then whoever she's representing is is a believable foe for Rusev. That's not a bad idea. I mean, if you really don't know exactly what you're going to do with her um, post, you know, uh, split with Rusev, then, yeah, I'd put her off TV for a little while. Um, you know, I would... I would, I would, I mean, the rumor is that that they that they want to do a complete overhaul, completely revamp her, and uh, she won't go by Lana anymore, and she'll go by um, she'll go by you know her real name, which is CJ something, and she'll lose the accent. She will have a completely different look um, than the Lana character, but what they do with her. Following that, I really don't know. I don't know if she would wrestle, she would manage somebody. Um, I, I saw on a message board uh, recently that maybe with the with, with Kane possibly on his way out of the authority, if they were to put her um, as the director of operations, not, you know, now mind you, Vince McMahon's character would come back to bring her back as the director of operations against the authority, kind of tease something maybe with her and Stephanie. Um, Vince is really high on her and this character, but he wants her, you know, more involved in an important storyline. So uh, maybe, maybe an absence for like a month or so would be helpful for him or for her, I should say, and 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 the future of her character. And then Rusev can just kind of, like you said, like get fed a few guys and just kill some people. Maybe get disqualified, and then um, you know, after a few weeks or a month or so, she kind of comes back and. Maybe she comes back as the director of operations and forces Rusev to wrestle, you know, in some sort, some type of gimmick match that will, you know, hinder him or whatever. I don't know, but there's the, there's there's a few possibilities you can go with her character and with him too. I mean, they they they've been protecting him for quite a while in terms of his, his character's, um, uh, uh, you know, standing in the company. So I truly think that they have plans for both of them. They're just trying to figure out the, the right way and the strategic way not to hurt both of them at the same time. But I don't think a, a split – I mean, it's going to happen soon, but I, I don't think we're going to see defini- anything definitively tonight. But um, getting off TV is probably – that's probably the best idea so far I've heard. Yeah, who knows? Another, again, big question mark coming out of payback. And uh, all the best. Uh, ugly, ugly head-on collision between Ziggler and Sheamus last night. Ziggler completely opened up uh, – Interesting that we were talking about uh, Judgment Day, Eddie Guerrero, JBL, 2004 on last night's show, and uh, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't want to say it was a bloodbath, but uh, they, you know, he got popped in the head by Sheamus, and uh, blood everywhere quickly. Um, and Ziggler, who has had a history of concussion uh, problems, you hope that uh, he's healthy and, and uh, you know is able to get back in the ring uh, sooner than later, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it wouldn't surprise me too that you know they take you know the this 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 issue with the blood and and like you said maybe even the concussion history and they kind of um, use it you know to further his storyline with Sheamus if they're going to continue because it looks like they're going to continue with him and Sheamus. Um, 
you know, moving forward. So it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of played it into, you know, him getting stitches, bleeding, the concussion, played into the storyline a little bit, you know, kind of give that underdog kind of feel to it in their next match so that when they do wrestle and he, if he were to win and beat Sheamus, um, you know, it would tell a, a, a much better story, you know, that Dolph Ziggler with a serious concussion comes back to win, defeat Sheamus. So I can see something like that taking place. But that was a great match to open up the show. I was I was pleasantly surprised that that match opened up. And, uh, you know, like you said, it was a bloodbath, but it was bloody enough where they had to change the mat after the first match. So um, good choice to open up the card. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the crowd in Baltimore was hot all night, in my opinion. Um, truly, truly hot for the, for the event. I even went back and watched some of the replay earlier of, of Payback on the network, and it seems like that the crowd reactions have kind of toned down in the re- in the replay. I wonder if WWE in some way didn't want the crowd to be as fired up for certain matches or certain segments in the show, um, because I noticed that, like, as hot as they were in the, the, the Fatal 4-Way match last night, watching it back, it just didn't seem like they were that into it, with the exception of that one spot at the end with uh, the, 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 the Shield reuniting for all 30 seconds. Very interesting. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. Uh, as the theme of the night is the question marks coming out of WWE's payback. Uh, you know, we want to hear from you guys. Give us a call. Let us know your thoughts on payback. What you thought of the pay per view match of the night, and uh, where you'd like to see some of these characters move towards going forward. Um, we're going to get to your calls right after the break. But first. We do it each every show at this time. It is time for the Day 5 50 50 News Report. Thank you very much, Ken. You are listening to the Day 5 50 50 News Report, brought to you by 1640 PWPR, the revolutionary pro wrestling podcast radio channel. Head on over to iTunes and search 1640 PWPR, where you will find this show and so much more. Now, on to the news. Our first story, you know, I might as well get this one out of the way right now, because if this story is indeed to be true, I am not surprised in the least bit. And I'm more surprised that this didn't occur years ago. But, 2011 WWE Hall of Famer Ken Reeves' favorite diva, Sonny, has allegedly signed a contract with Vivid Adult Films to do a three-movie deal, according to Front Row Brian of the Wrestling Observer. Sonny confirmed a couple of years ago in an interview that she was in negotiations with Vivid to do a three-volume porn set if those negotiations went south. I'm going to be careful with my words here, but to wet the whistle even further, (laughs) Sonny has allegedly started following Vivid's official Twitter account. In all fairness to Tammy Sonny's bitch, if the rumors are indeed true, then I'm glad your talents are being put to good use and you will finally get paid to do what you love. Now, this afternoon on Facebook, Sunny commented on her personal page about this matter, writing, To all that this concerns, every person who posts nonsense on my wall about me doing porn, doing porn videos for Vivid or sends private messages about it will be deleted and blocked. Well, she tried to spell blocked. She spelled it B-L-O-C-K-E-S. No exceptions to the rule. Thanks. Our second story. This is a pretty, this is a pretty interesting one. This is a game changer, in my opinion. Um, and everything that's been going on in the state of the wrestling business, this story's not good. 
The Wrestling Observer reports that allegedly Destination America is suffering from a bad case of buyer's remorse when it comes to their partnership with TNA Wrestling. Destination America officials have apparently lost interest in the product, and that's one of the reasons why Impact is now moving to Wednesday night starting in June. With the summer months approaching, Friday night television viewing usually takes a dip in the ratings, especially with professional wrestling, and Destination America is looking to prevent that. One interesting fact to mention, despite TNA's two-year deal with the network, Destination America has an out clause in the contract, which would allow them to cancel TNA programming beginning in September. Our third story, the rumors of Samoa Joe's potential WWE signing just got a little more interesting this week, as several wrestling media outlets reported that Joe had signed a two-year deal with WWE and would start this Wednesday night at the NXT Unstoppable live special on the WWE Network. Joe's possible role would see him replace injured Hideo Itami in a number one contender's triple threat match against Finn Balor and Tyler Breeze. However, with these reports still unconfirmed, it was announced earlier this week that independent wrestling promotion NEW, Northeast Wrestling, announced that Samoa Joe would be appearing at their August 1st and 2nd event, wrestling under the stars at Dutchess Stadium, Wappinger Falls, New York. Now, normally, when WWE signs a talent, they let the prospective talent fulfill all independent obligations. But if Joe were indeed to appear on the NXT special this Wednesday night, then his August 1st NEW appearance could be in jeopardy, as WWE does not allow talent to appear for independent promotions while on WWE television. And if you watched last night's payback event, you'll notice there was something missing during Rusev's entrance. His gold star medal. It was reported that Rusev lost his medal during his entrance at a live event in Atlantic City, New Jersey over the weekend. The fan who allegedly stole the medal has now gone on Instagram bragging about his newest piece of hardware. The individual's name is Nathan Leitner, who is seen on his Instagram page posing with the medal. Rusev responded on Twitter by saying, I hope eBay is good to you. He spelled good, G-U-D, by the way. Yeah. Wrestlers in their spelling, these wrestlers in their spelling errors, I, I tell you. Check out the Kennedy Show Facebook page to see what the culprit looks like. And in our final story, speaking of payback, it was announced on last night's payback pay-per-view event that on June 1st WWE Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin will be bringing his podcast back to the WWE Network as he will have Paul Heyman as his guest. Following that WWE revealed in a press release this afternoon that Austin will have additional podcasts as a part of a monthly series. I reported last week that Austin was clearing up rumors of heat between himself and WWE management and he noted a huge project with WWE which is expected to be announced very soon. It looks like this is that huge project. In the weeks following the Heyman interview, WWE announced that Austin will have fellow WWE Hall of Famer the Immortal Hulk Hogan on as a guest, along with the icon Sting and a very rare appearance by The Undertaker. Each podcast will immediately follow Monday Night Raw live on the WWE Network. The promotion is a marketing tool to get the free subscribers from May to jump over as full-time paying cuts, excuse me, subscribers for the month of June. 
Saturday night, June 13, 2015, our friends at Pro Wrestling Magic present the Pagoda Brawl at the Pagoda VFW, 241 West Shore Avenue, Pagoda, New Jersey. Bell time is 7 p.m. No card has been announced at this time, but be sure to check out WrestlingIsMagic.com for more information, as well as the place you can find tickets for this upcoming event. You can also find Pro Wrestling Magic on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pro Wrestling Magic. Their Twitter handle is at Wrestling Magic, and their handle on Instagram is at Pro Wrestling Magic. And there you have it, another informative, exciting, entertaining, best damn news report in the biz a today. Brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR, the groundbreaking pro wrestling podcast channel that will cleanse your wrestling podcast palette. Search 1640 PWPR on iTunes to subscribe for free. And you can also hear this show, as well as countless others. You can also find us on TalkShoe.com, Spreaker.com, and TunedInRadio.com as well. Just do the exact same thing I told you before. Search 1640 PWPR and let the fun begin. Plus, it's free. You can't beat that. This has been the Dave 55050 News Update, only heard at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Every single Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Ken, back to you. And as you're doing your news, you know, some sad news I saw coming across the, the board. Uh, TMC uh, posted about an hour ago that uh, over this weekend, Scott Hall was physically escorted out of a wrestling event. Uh, and there's a quote from TMZ. The recovering substance abuser was way too hammered to do his job. Um, it says here in the article that he was asked to leave. He wouldn't. Uh, demanding to be paid, and eventually security had to escort him out. So uh, with all the positivity that's that surrounded uh, Scott Hall over the past few years, uh, with him seemingly appearing that he was getting his life uh, together, uh, this is some sad news. And, uh, you know, again, wish Scott Hall all the best. Um, it's a shame when you hear a story like that, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been doing great. He got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um I mean, this isn't the first time he's he's uh, you know fallen to the wayside, but you hope for the best. That's all I can say, especially for somebody who's has such a um, a history of repeated substance abuse. Um, let's just hope this was one hiccup towards you know uh, bigger and better things for him moving forward. That's all I can really say. Yeah, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. Again, we are talking wrestling. We are talking payback. We are talking Monday Night Raw. Um, we're thinking solid pay per view, real good pay per view last night. But where does the WWE go from there? Callers, bring it. Let us know what you think. We're going to go out right now. We got Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? I'm here, guys. What's I'm up? Here. What do you got for us? Let's see. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's got whole stories, kind of. Uh, Bit of a downer note there, but uh, yeah, man, hopefully he can get back on track. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, you know, and I get it, I get it with, with, you know, you, you know, I know it's a disease and, uh, um, you know, the, the addictive personality and all. That. You just, you know, it's like one of those things where you just kind of, for years, you just kind of, I don't know. Scott Hall was just, he was this screw up that just like, oh look, another bad Scott Hall story. And you just really. The past few years really, you know, started feeling that optimism that maybe finally, uh, that he finally licked it, that everything that, that with uh, 
DDP, and then he finally uh, moved in the right direction and, and is really moving past it. You know, the, all the positivity with him and Jake the Snake, and it's just, uh, you know, it's a shame when you, you know, and, you know, you almost hope that it's something that, uh, you know, TMZ was wrong or maybe it was, it was a side effect to a medication or something. Uh, you know, again, you, you, these things get reported. You know, let's wait and see, uh, uh, you know, all the facts come out, but um, it, it, it doesn't look good, and it's really sad because, you know, I think a lot of us wrestling fans are thinking that Scott Hall has finally passed this. Well, yeah, I thought he, yeah, I thought it was too, especially when he went into the Hall of Fame last, you know, last year. I thought he was, you know, like really on a, on you know, on an upward uh, spiral there, but, um, you know, like there, you know, he went in, and I thought, you know, like DDP was doing a good job with up on the mountain. Same with Jake the Snake, they both went in the same year. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully he can get his act together and you know he'll be all right. Um, as for, you know, as far as like you know, like uh, last night's show, I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed the, uh, the four way. It was was a lot was a lot of fun. You know, I, um, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised Rollins retained the title. You know, I mean, it's, you know, Christian would take himself off him. I think it's been, I think he's been a good heel champion. Uh, the match itself was really really uh, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I think the, you know I'm. The Kane face turn has got to come like it's the, like it's not I don't know it's got to happen I don't know if it'll happen tonight or next week to build to the I don't know build you know to, for the singles match at the chamber or what they're gonna do but you know like eventually I mean they got to turn him face at some point um, and and then do that match you know I think you know, like since they, the cha- even the chamber should be pretty good too I'm expecting you know I mean I don't know who everybody's gonna be in but I'm expecting. Mm. Expecting you know it to be Ziggler if he's all right. I mean that was that was, that was some gash he got there last night with Seamus. Uh, yeah, you know I hope he doesn't get another concussion. But uh, in the chamber, I, I'm the Intercontinental title. I expect you know, it's probably going to be Ziggler, Seamus, Neville, and, and Baron as four guys. And as the other two are, I don't know maybe Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper. Unless they put Harper in the tag chamber, which uh, I don't I, I don't know how they're going to do that one. You know, if they're gonna fit two guys in one of the one of those glass cases, or what they're gonna do. But uh, but but that uh, the chamber show uh, coming up, you know, it sounds pretty interesting. You know, they got that, they you know, they got to put the uh, intercontinental for the intercontinental and the tag titles. Um, it, it should be it should be really good to see what they do. And I like the and uh, New Day now that they, you know the, the gimmick does work better as a heel. It's kind of like they're kind of like the honky tonk man. You know, it was like as a face, it really was like going nowhere fast and it was so, so like they had to turn him heel and it's uh, you know they, they've, I, I really think that they're uh, they really done a good job so far you know uh, with, with the gimmick now that it's you know after heels the match with Tyson and Cesaro I thought was uh, really good I mean those two you know it's like all those guys are great in the ring I mean you know it's, um, you know, even, you know it's like I was alright with Xavier Woods even coming in and stealing the pin even though he wasn't technically in the match but if they're doing the free bird ruling uh, whatever but you know I've I was okay with it, you know, and I even liked the way that they were you know, going about the uh, the chamber later with Byron Saxton, you know, said, oh, yeah, it'll be in the chamber, and then Big E was like, the no doubt, was like, eh. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, like, and Ziggler Sheamus, you know, it was a good, um, I enjoyed that match. I, I was really, uh, that was a good opener. Uh, I mean, like I say, hopefully Ziggler is going to be, yeah, you know. That was a nasty cut he got. Uh, Neville Barrett, actually, I, I like too. You know, it's actually like you know, like I, I was fine with the count out win. Uh, 
you know, I was okay with it. And then, you know, but then, then Barrett comes in and, you know, attacks him, and then Neville, Neville gets the upper hand anyway. So, you know, like I said, I hope, you know, like, Neville, you know, I, I hope they really do, some, you know, some good stuff with, some good stuff with him. You know, it's like, I mean, I, I liked what I saw last night. I just hope they keep that, you know, keep that momentum going and, you know, don't have him get buried uh, like they tend to do with some of some of those NXT guys. Cena uh, and, and Rusev, I, I don't know, I... I just I, maybe just because I knew that Rusev was going to lose, I just could, I just couldn't get into the match. I just I just found myself bored. I, I I just thought the match was just like okay. I, I was just waiting for it. I was like okay, that's just it's, it. It was I don't know. I just it just seemed to be very. Uh, it, it didn't really do anything for me. And then there's it's like, a couple you know, things. Like, with, there's a couple things with the Cena Rusev match, and I, and I hear what you're saying. I mean, not, number one, I mean I thought it was an entertaining match, but I do think you're right. Like once you look, it's it's John Cena. We all know that, like, John Cena in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, you're probably going to bet on him uh, winning uh, this series, coming out on top in this program. Um, that being said, the minute they put the stip of I quit, uh, that kind of took any, like, amount of suspense out uh, that, that John, John Cena was not going to lose this match. Um, it wasn't their best match, which, uh, to me, definitely hurt them. Um so I don't know. Like I'm not going to be as critical as you. I didn't think I, was, I wasn't bored, but I do. Like when when that suspense is taken out, where you're just you're sitting there, just kind of waiting for, you know, all right, how is it, basically you're waiting for how is Rusev going to quit? And I think a lot of us kind of saw the Lana quitting for him thing coming. So it's it's like you know the end of the movie, or you know the, the end of the movie, the end of the book already. And, and you're just kind of waiting for it to play itself out. So I, I get it where that'll that'll play into it. I thought it was, you know, entertaining, not their best work, but I, I definitely hear what you're saying as far as uh, the suspense kind of taken out of it. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, even like you know, you know like I said, Lana, could, you know, couldn't for Rusev. I mean, I kind of, you know, I was like, I knew it was, ha- I knew it was going to happen, and what it did, I was just like, oh my god, that was weak. Uh, it was, you know, it's, I guess it wasn't really, uh, <laughs> I guess that, you know, it's like, you know. Cena's beating Rusev three pay-per-views straight now, so it's like I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know where they're gonna go from here with, uh, with Rusev. Like you said, maybe like what you were saying before, just like having him go on a rampage and just squash some uh, some underutilized talent as they're uh, or whatever. You know, just I, I don't know if you're gonna like do him against like even if you want to get Roman Reigns out of the title picture for a while, maybe you can have Reigns versus Rusev for for a bit. I don't know, just the two big guys. See what they can, you know, see what kind of match they can they can have. Uh, or even D- even Dean Ambrose maybe too. I don't know. It's, um, you could do. I think Rusev against one of those two would, would be. Uh, I'd be interested in seeing that. Uh, the the problem I would have with that, and I'm curious your thoughts, Dave, on this. Like I think style wise, Rusev uh, Reigns could be a lot of fun. However, you're you're putting Rusev in a position again where, you know, they're trying to build Reigns. Uh, so Rusev is not going to come out. Uh, on top of, of a program with Reigns, and does, does Rusev need someone, at least a program where he can, we can build him up again before he's uh, put into a program with someone that, uh, you know, he's going to need to come out on the short end of. Uh, you know, I think they're trying to build Reigns, so there's, uh, that might be tough, a tough spot for Rusev to be in. I do think they would put on some very entertaining, hard-hitting, uh, fun matches. I think stylistically, I wouldn't mind seeing Reigns and Rusev. I'm just wondering, and again, this is why, and I started with this as a major question mark, where to go with Rusev. Uh, what, what do you think, Dave, as far as if they ran Rusev and Reigns together? 
I think it would be good. I mean, I've seen them wrestle a couple of times on TV in singles matches. That they've had some pretty good outings um, between the both of them. They they work really well together. They do have some chemistry. I, I think I remember last year, if I'm not mistaken, it was a battle royal on Raw, and I want to say it was a battle royal for Reigns to get a spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and it was down to him and Rusev, and the crowd was pretty hot for it. Um, just the two of them in their interaction and. I remember watching that match and looking and saying to myself, those two are going to probably headline a pay-per-view someday against each other. Like, you can just kind of feel like a certain connection with some of the younger guys now when they work with each other. You can really feel that, like, yeah, these two are going to do some, do some business together down the road. And so I think it's very possible. Um, I think because the way that some of these events and pay-per-views are being structured now, like more so in two weeks with the Elimination Chamber, it wouldn't surprise me if Rusev just kills a couple of guys in the next few weeks. And then here's another here's another point. Here's another place you can put him in. It's almost like a, a like a stalling point, but it will still keep him relevant. Is if let's say tonight and over the course of the next two weeks, he just like I said, he just goes out and he just starts killing guys, and the authority jumps in and they want to help Rusev because they know he's been pretty upset. So they give him an opportunity at the Elimination Chamber event to win a qualifying match to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. He wins that, whoever he beats, let's just say he beats Archwood, okay? Just for argument's sake. Then now he's got two weeks to build where he's going to match with seven other guys, six other guys, how many guys are going to put that match. And then at that point, depending on who's in that match, you can have him and somebody else go at it and have some sort of tussle for the briefcase or whatever, and then you could build off of him against somebody else, and maybe that person could be revealed to be Lana's boyfriend or the person that Lana's going to be managing or whatever, but you at least have some time in the sequence of these events to strategically put Rusev's character in a good place. Um, So maybe Reigns isn't the best idea right off the bat, Um, but maybe you could build something with him and Reigns following Money in the Bank. Who knows? All right. Yeah, I couldn't really hear everything you were saying. Couldn't really hear everything you were saying, but I, I, I think I got the gist of it. But, um, or even, like, what you could do is, like, you could even put Reigns with, with the Randy Orton, you know. I mean, I think, you know, it's like Orton's a veteran. He can, you know, get, you know having him, uh, having him, having Rusev beat Orton would be good, too. You know, that would give him a good rub. Um... I was, you know, it's like even the Bray Ryback match. I, I was, I was impressed that he pulled out that frog splash. I heard he broke a rib or whatever, but that's um, that match was all right too. But you know, I had, I like I said, it was wasn't one of the better, my favorite matches on the show. But I was, uh, I don't know, I, I was, you know, it's like even I was thinking that they could, they could have programmed Bray with 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 Orton instead of you know like. Uh, this Ryback the Ryback feud. I mean, nothing is Ryback, you know, but uh, it was more like a big card uh, story going there. But uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Ryback's ribs or whatever. And then, um, you know, like I said, we yeah, have Rusev winning back to that. You Rusev possibly winning Money in the Bank. I think might be a uh, potentially. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be a good idea, or, or being in it anyway. I don't really know when, but it could be a good idea. Um, or, you know, like actually, you know, would want to see you know, like Rain, you, know, you were saying Reigns might win it or Ambrose. You know, it's like one of them. It's like you got the former Shield guy pretty much holding the briefcase over Rollins. So, you know, pretty much saying they can catch it at any time on him. Um, you know, it should be good. It should be 
yeah, hopefully we're going to have some good good programming coming up over the next week. And uh, the, we got the NXT show coming up on uh, this Wednesday night, which should be a good show. With Hideo Itami out, um, I guess it's going to be just Finn Balor versus Tyler Breeze in the number one contender match. They haven't made any official announcement on that yet. Uh, but, it, I mean, either way, it should be good. I expect it to be, uh, you know, a good match. The title match should be good with uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um you know, I expect Owens to keep the belt, and then you get. Uh, I expect to see Owens and uh, Finn at maybe the next live NXT show, whatever that may be. Um, but you got some good stuff on that on that on that show too. You know, the the, the female uh, wrestling on that show is like really amazing. Sasha Banks is great. Charlotte's awesome. You know, like, you know Bailey, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, really all coming. You know, they they really uh, know. You know, it's like the. You know, it's like they can all, you know, they can really all put on great matches. Uh, you just kind of hope at, at some point that the WWE, you know, really shifts with their female division and, uh, you know, gives some of these NXT women, you know, a bunch of them just a real shot on the main roster and, and really start to move in a direction of, uh, you know, you can be hot and attractive and still put on a good wrestling match. And uh, I would like to see the WWE with their females really start to move in, in a direction where it, it's not purely... Uh, eye candy. Tony, thanks a lot for the phone call. Appreciate it. Remember, we won't be on next week. Happy Memorial Day. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you in two weeks. All right. Take it easy, brother. You know. Let's let's go back out to the phones because it's that time. You're about to enter the Ferrari Zone. Mike, how you doing this evening? One sec. Uh, I'll take you off the speaker right there because I, I don't know my speakerphone tonight. I'm not feeling it at all. But anyway, what's going on, guys? I've been hearing a lot of news. Man, I got a, can I ask a question before we begin this whole thing? <laughs> sure. Why are you guys giving hard, Why are you guys giving Sonny a hard time? As, as far as far as what? It seems like you guys are very hard on Sonny. And I, I just, if you guys, you know, I was just trying to figure it out because I'm, you know, waiting on hold, and then I hear, and then I hear this whole thing about, you know, Sonny and the industry that she's in or something, and I couldn't figure out why you guys would be so hard on her and why you guys would even be talking about, you know, Vivid on your show. You know, this is a family show, but that's just the questions I had. It's news. I'm just reporting news. Okay. We don't tell and you how to run your podcast. You don't need to tell us how to do ours, first of all. I wasn't telling you. I was just asking questions. That's what it, well, you know, it's that's news. What it, 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 honestly, Mike, it's news. I mean, she, right, exactly, she, right, exactly. I was just wondering why you guys are so hard on her. I mean, you know, well, that's what know, I was thinking. If you let me talk, um, the, the okay. reason why, she, she, I don't know if you, you know, maybe, uh, Listenership, but remember, she was on a BWO show, and uh, you know, I had some personal interactions with her, and she she wasn't the nicest of people, and it wasn't just me. She was, uh, you know, she was not nice to really anybody in the back, and uh, I just mm-hmm. was taken back by someone, you know, because again, being fortunate enough, and I know that I've been lucky, but guys that I've met over the years, I've met Hulk Hogan, I've met Ric Flair, I, I've I've you know, I met Paul Bearer, uh, Ricky Steamboat. I've had conversations, and to a man, every person I've I've met that has been um, that I would consider a legend 
has been so uh, nice and, and unassuming and uh, cordial uh, to, to be around that when I'm I'm in in the locker room of, of an independent promotion and uh, you know in a room with a bunch of guys that are, are really just you know they're busting their asses. Uh, trying to make some sort of news or, or noise in the wrestling business, and there's Sonny in the back just cutting down whoever she could she could you know talk to. Um, I was just really taken back that that she was such a nasty nasty person uh, to be around. So you know, in all honesty, you know, yeah, we we rag on her a bit, but uh, to me, it's not like she hasn't. Uh, you know, put herself in a position to to be ragged on a little bit. So, uh, right. I was you know, just wondering why you guys were just in good so, fun yeah. and making a joke, but you know, yeah. we've had personal experiences with her and uh, right. was not too fond of her. Right. I was just wondering why 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 she was getting all this throating and stuff that was going on there. And I don't think you guys you guys have to listen back to your show so you can listen to all the innuendos out here because I'm loving this. You know what I'm saying? I love it. So. You know, I wasn't trying to start trouble, but you know what? I was trying to do what I do best, and uh, and that's just me on that. I, I get where you guys were coming from. You guys are a great show. You guys know that. I was there that night with you guys, Ken. You guys must forget. I was there. I got my job I back from you. I thought you were there. That's what's funny. I thought you were there that night. Yeah, that was the night that Tony Scott decided to make a nuisance out of me, but then I got my my job back. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, no, I was just... I was just um, Wondering what was uh, what was all the the stuff about the sunny, but hey, you know what? I've been here in sunny days for really years, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so what did you think of payback? Yeah, uh, I thought payback? payback was good. I actually got I actually got um I actually got my picks right, except for the Orton one on your show. But uh, I did pretty good on my picks. I I went uh, six and three. Oh no, I'm sorry, seven and three because we have this traditional on. The top rope report is a tradition where they they want to know who do you think the first match is going to be. And last night I picked Ziggler versus Sheamus, so it was it was pretty good for me. So it's, yeah, it's funny you said that because the last time I was on their show they asked me like what opens up the pay per view. So I yeah. guess that's that's, that's right. one of their because things. it's funny. It's you know ever since they made me their analyst pay per view analyst, and I'm so grateful that I get to do that on their show and come on your show as well as other shows like King Firehawk show and New Search Live and stuff. And, you know, and, and that's what I like. You know, I, I love talking wrestling. And I love those guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, so they, I know they asked you that question at WrestleMania time, right, Ken? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so my thoughts on payback. Every match that I saw last night was good to me. Uh, I, was, I was happy the way New Day won. I liked the setup. It's a, and I like how they announced that they're all going to be in a cage, you know, for Elimination Chamber. I love that setup. Um, it's just going to be, you know, it's just one of those things. And, and um, Dolph Ziggler got 10 stitches. He did get close up with 10 stitches. So, and take notice, you guys know, and all your listeners know, they don't want to mention blood. So, you know, he got busted the hard way. He definitely got busted up the hard way. So they don't want to even mention blood. They didn't even mention a crimson mask. They didn't mention nothing with blood. So it just shows that we are out of the, uh, we're back in the PG era again, or whatever. Yeah, and I was, um, in all honesty, like, even, even if Ziggler's not concussed, I mean, you know, I, I watched, I looked at the pictures on WWE.com, and it, it just, mm-hmm. it's an ugly, ugly gash. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was nasty, and, and, you know, you would think that, 
at minimum, he's he'll be out for tonight. Um, and then you just wonder when exactly he'll be able to, to come back and get in there, which, again, mm-hmm. is, is a shame for a, a guy as talented as Ziggler. But it was a uh, – I mean, you know, it's rare, like, in wrestling where you see, like, the blood immediately. And that was just – it was a nasty collision. And, uh, again, hope we see Ziggler back uh, really, really quickly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and all the matches – all the matches were nice. Uh, I love the Bray Wyatt one versus Ryback. I'm glad Bray won. Don't like Ryback. Still don't like him. We'll never. The only time I actually liked him was one time when he took on Axel at a house show, and I was actually rooting for Ryback. Um, <laughs> I love the way. I love the direction that they're going with Bray. I'm glad they gave him a win. He deserves it. He's a hard worker. He cuts great promos. He continues to put people that he shouldn't put over. I mean, not obviously. I'm not talking about the Undertaker because the Undertaker's in the class of his own. But definitely different people. It's about time to break. And and the fans are behind them. I mean, you got to turn him. Even though I hate to say it with a character like his, you have to turn him face. I mean, I wouldn't do it now, but eventually, you know, I, you know, they're begging for it. I mean, come on. You guys seen it. Where have you guys seen when the lights go out, he's got the fireflies? And in this century, it's the cell phone. It's crazy. It's it's, it's unbelievable. I I, I oh, just just great. No, it is. I mean, he's uh, he's an incredible talent. Like I said, you know, we were talking about him last night when we were watching the pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that, that people talk about, you know, all-time greats and love to compare people uh, to, to greats of the past. And, uh, like you, you know, and I, guys, no, I'm just kidding. And, but I, I, I think when it's all said and done, I mean, I don't think it's an exaggeration. I think Bray Wyatt's <laughs> going to be one of those guys that uh, is going to be up there uh, as far as, best ever uh, on the microphone and I don't think we've had someone in quite some time I know people were in love with Sam Punk I think Punk cut a few good promos but I, I don't know I don't put him up in that like Flair uh, Piper Dusty Rhodes kind of category uh, the way Bray the way he structures his promos mm-hmm. uh, his character it, he's just he's so engaging every time he's got a mic no, in his hand you, you're right you um, can't put might, them in you can't oh, sorry, I'm just saying, he may. When it's all said and done, he may very well be considered an all-time great. I was going to say you can't put him in their category. Those guys are whole famous. Those are legends. I understand what you're saying, um, but that's my opinion on that. I mean, you know, there'll never be another Roddy Roddy Piper as far as promos. You're going to cut Piper, cut the promo. Jake the Snake Roberts cut a promo. He make you. He make. He would make you feel like Bray makes you feel with the yeah. scissors down your back. You know what I'm saying? So when it's all said and done, what I would say is, he, to me, if they, I, I hope that they don't turn him face ever, but that's, that's probably going to, he would be one of the best villains that we've had that they never turned face. Ted DiBiase was, I mean, yeah, he started face, but a lot of people probably don't remember that. He did start face in, in, in the 70s, but as as I was growing up, he wasn't uh, he wasn't face, and then he went to WCW and they ruined him, basically turned him face, and DiBiase's character should have never been. Um, the Lana stuff, you know what I would do with Lana? I would have, I would do what Arnold Skolin got to him, what Bob did to him back when, when he put them in the, in the, in the cross submission. I would have him put her in the accolade and have someone come out and save him. Maybe Reigns, have all Reigns. Well, you could do that, or even if you did something like that, even if she's not saved per se, you, that that would be an easy way to get her off TV as she's uh, dealing with her injuries, and then uh, you know she can have the triumphant comeback, and that yeah. would it's a, it's it's not a horrible idea because I mean when you're you're looking at 
building Rusev as just a monster heel. Um, mm-hmm. That would get him more heat. That would definitely get him more heat if he if he added some physicality to uh, yeah. uh, his his feud with Lana. Um, interesting they didn't say that stuff he said before about her mother or something. Yeah. Your mother. <laughs> I, and I like how Dave Dave you were good on how he spelled good. It's pretty funny. And that 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 Jilly Jacker. That's my new word. I, I stole that from. Um, from Joe White, um, from the dirt from um, New Search Live. That's my new word, the Jilly Jacker that posted a picture of himself with the with the medal. Uh, give yourself a pat on the back, pal, for that. And I hope the WWE comes after you and gets the medal back. And they should, man. I mean, it's a, you know, it's essentially it's, on, it's a theft. So uh, you know, they really mm-hmm. should go and get that medal back. So, hey, since uh, I'm a friend of your show, um, can you give me some time to talk about pro wrestling magic while we're on the phone? Yeah, actually, yeah, I wanted to, you know, because you, you, you were there, and unfortunately, you know, it's funny, man, as as I talk about, we were talking about Daniel Bryan yesterday with injuries and what have you, like, I have a hand injury, and they, they don't know exactly the injury, what's wrong yeah. with it, which is pissing me off, they don't know exactly what's wrong with it, so, uh, you know, uh, I was going to, because, you know, Michelle had a, she had a match on, right. on Saturday night, and uh, so I was going to have to drive myself, driving has proven to be tricky, not having use uh-huh. of my right hand, so I decided to go the safe route and uh, was chauffeured to Michelle's event, so I missed Magic. Uh, I got to uh-huh. get to a Magic show. Heard great things yeah. about it. So, Magic, they've been great to us. They've given us guests. Mike, you were there. Let us know uh, how uh, the event was. Man, maybe I could talk to the owner of uh, when I have him on my show, when I actually get to speak to him on my show. Maybe I could tell him to stop booking, uh, you know, give, give us some time. Maybe, you know, stop booking when pro wrestling magic is booking it's crazy but i understand what you're saying and in, in injuries heal up ken i i really i was everybody was like where's ken and i told them the the story from what i got from your facebook and and um i said i wish he was here he would he would have loved this okay um let me tell you something the crowd was big they had a big big crowd and everybody was geared up for the uh donald cut i always met i can't even casamento um the tournament match that was everybody wanted to see that, but everybody was there to see other matches. Um, I'll just give you the quick results. Um, we had um, MCW, which is Maryland Championship Wrestling tag team. They're actually promised they're going to be on my Mike Ferrara Speaks Talk Show. Um, Sudden Impact. They defeated um, Shakara's Missile tag team of um, Assault Ant and. Um, I'm probably going to get kicked for this. Pragmastic or of Moldor. I say that 20 times fast. I don't know. Then, then you had the Aviator. Oh, I'm sorry. Then you had Jersey Devil, who's uh, known for a deep W2. Or do, I forget. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jersey Devil defeated the Peacemaker. We all know the Peacemaker. If you're not familiar with them, ECPW, the guy is, is, is good, good wrestler. Both are good wrestlers. The Aviator, Joey Adams, and Kyle Cutts ended in a no, uh, no um, double DQ disqualification. Then, ECWA championship match. This is one everybody, another thing they wanted to see the wrestling fans were fired up for. The, the champion, Matt Saigon, versus Ricky Martinez ended in a double countout. So... ECWA fans, um, you know, you got to check that out for more information. Then we had um, our fifth match was the Pro Wrestling Magic 
championship tournament, which was also the $10,000 ma- uh, championship match, because I told you about Juan Francisco Cardenado on the last show. He's from Ecuador, and he always offers his money and the challenge to people. And um, his challenge was answered by CZW's own Combat Zone Wrestling's own Alexander, um, Alexander James. And um, Francisco won. So now he moves on. Ah, uh, then my man, Magic, another tournament, uh, another uh, t- championship for the Ma- Magic tournament. Magic defeated Mr. Thursday Night. Now to talk just a little bit about Magic and his match with Mr. Thursday Night. Mr. Thursday Night. For those of you who don't know, Kenyon and Dave. Well, Ken, you're familiar with Mr. Thursday Night. Mr. Thursday Night came out his arrogant self with the robe and everything, and he said he was going to hurt Magic. Well, sparing the details, Magic ended up doing what he does best, neckbreaker, and um, he sent Mr. Thursday Night home sad, but the fans were happy to see Magic back. Magic defeated Mr. Thursday Night. And then, main event, Storm Force, our good friend Steve Off, and Hoost um, Traplash defeated... Pretty, um, pretty Steve Sterling and Everett Cross with, you ready for this one? Oh, God. Manager Johnny Malanga. Now, for those of you who don't know what's going on, apparently, and, and Steve Off won. They won their match, and, and they got to hold the champion, the, the tournament. But unfortunately, there was some um, actions made by the Gianni Malanga family and uh, Steve Wolf had to watch his partner um, get beat up on the outside while, while Steve Wolf was handcuffed. And it was just a brutal sight to see. Um, I heard that Giovanni, I mean Giovanni, sorry, I heard that Hooplash um, suffered some injuries, so I hope, um, you know, that he gets well soon. And um, I just felt bad for, for Steve Wolf because he didn't even get a chance to enjoy enjoy this, you know, it was for his high school, and he was happy to be there. And, and it's just um, it's just crazy. But uh, so that was my take on on that. If you have any questions on that, I'll answer. No, it's a pretty thorough job. I mean, uh, was the you know I'm curious. Uh, you said the crowd was big. Was was the crowd uh, hot? Were they into the action? I mean, I, I've heard you know I got to talk a little bit to uh, someone else who was there, um, and they said it was a really good show. How is the crowd as far as uh, being into the matches? The crowd was into every match. There wasn't a clunker on the card. Um, there wasn't, the crowd was into everything. The crowd, you know, they, they, they did what you want a big New Jersey crowd to do. They cheered when they had a cheer. They booed when they had a boo. They were very, they were very warm to a lot of these superstars. Like they really, it was crazy. They really wanted to jump in the ring to save Steve off. And, and it was like, you felt the, you just felt it, you know, it was in, it was in, it was in, um, it was in your bones. Oh, by the way, that promotion was D2 wrestling, so I don't want to mess them up either. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, and then, so stuff like that, I mean, the crowd was big, um, and now they announced they're coming back, and uh, it is going to be on um, Pro Wrestling Magic, uh, but go to Holt Brawl. You guys gave the info, but I'll just give you what I have in my hand. On that night, we're going to feature, featuring two Pro Wrestling Magic Championship Tournament matches. Scheduled to appear, Storm Force. Now I think 
I think that Steve Walter is going to be there. I don't think that Hooplash is going to be there, but they are scheduled to be there. Um, Glitz and Glamour, Jersey Devil, Everett Cross, Ricky Martinez, Diana Perazu, Ashley America, Magic, and more. So, you know, Ken, I mean, I don't know. You got to put yourself in a bubble. Maybe, maybe you gotta. Maybe you have to talk to IWF and tell them to stop booking when, when pro wrestling magic is booking. It just seems that I'm getting all, and I want it, and I do want to attend an IWF event. It just seems that every time I get I get invited to it, it's like on a it's like on a date where I have pro wrestling magic. Well, it's, it's funny because it seems like on the independent scene, like there there are just certain oh. days where like it's like every promotion is going on the same night. And like I said, I, my plan on Saturday night was to right. go to Magic, and Michelle was going to go to IWF, and I was going to go to Magic. Right. It just became a a driving issue. But you know, my good stuff on Magic and everything I'm hearing now with Pro Wrestling Magic yeah. uh, just sounds really good. And you know, it brings oh, well, up I don't know if you guys saw, but Samoa Joe tweeted uh, this yeah. morning promoters. Spend less time being, quote, smart and more right. time putting together crisp and professional live event experiences for your fans. <laughs> Hashtag it, business. And I think when you, when you is, listen to what Magic oh, is doing, when you right. listen to what Magic is doing, Magic is, they're, they're doing that. They're, they're, they're no, putting they out, they're, they're, they're looking to put right. out an entertaining show. And it's, uh, it's right. good to see that that's what's happening with uh, Pearl. On that, on that note, though, I will be, be trying to get a hold of the commissioner, Chad Adams, and hopefully soon to be on my show, and I want to speak to Gianni Belanga, and I want to know what the heck is going on with this, and 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 uh, I just this is sad to see this. I mean, what you know, I, and it just brings up other questions. But Kevin Knight, though, I've got to ask him um, if he could please, you know, this, hey, maybe he could come to a, a pro wrestling magic show and then uh, and do something with them. You know, you never know. Shoot, shoot and also, yeah, I will, and also. You know, you were talking about Scott Hall. I don't. I know the promotion. I don't want to give them bad press. I like that promotion. So I'll just say that um, that uh, on June thirteenth, there's a big promotion that is going to be um, in New Jersey, a great adventure. And if you guys can figure out who it is, who it is, then you guys have the uh, then, then you definitely know who. He was working for Saturday night. I don't want to. I don't want to do that to people. I don't want to give out their bad. I know it's not directed towards them, but still, it's bad publicity, and that's not what I'm about. But um, yeah. So so definitely, you guys have to check it out. I invite. I'll invite everybody that wants to come to this thing. You know, um, just check out Pro Wrestling Magic and Steve and them are giving you the best. I mean, no fan went on. I know. I spoke to all the fans that were there that night. I spoke to everybody that night. You know, and they were all happy, and they went home happy, and they were asking when, uh, you know, when's the next event, and where can we find tickets and stuff, and uh, it's good, and and you know, and it, and that's all I have to say about Pro Wrestling Magic. I love the promotion, and uh, whew, it's gonna it's gonna be hot. I I, I I'm not gonna give away any surprises, but Ken, you have to be there. I'm looking forward to seeing. I mean, again, all I'm hearing is positive stuff. And Mike, thanks a lot for the phone call. Really great stuff. Thanks for giving us the magic update. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we'll see you in two weeks. All right, you too, Dave. Have a happy Memorial Day to you. And uh, you got to listen back to this replay so you can hear exactly all the innuendos that I was throwing out. You know, love you, you Dave. It. Love you guys. Love you talk guys. Later, and uh, talk. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Hey, <laughs> 
his goodbyes are too long. Sorry, Mike, cut you off again early in the middle of your goodbye. No, no problem. <laughs> no problem. You don't have to apologize. Like, like right there, it's like, all right, he's just saying goodbye, but the goodbye usually is like three or four sentences. But I digress. Let's go back out to the phones because we got uh, Anthony's on the line. Anthony, how you doing this evening? <laughs> What's up, guys? You know, I'm looking out the window, and I think I see a smokestack in the direction of Simsbury right now. I don't know. In the direction of what? In, in, the, in the direction of Simsbury, Connecticut. Saw a big <laughs> smokestack coming out. Seemed like someone got a little fired up there. <laughs> <laughs> just a little uh, bit. I, had, I, couldn't, I couldn't help it. I had to go there. Sorry. Oh, that was, just too, that was just too funny. It was just too funny. But anyway, uh, payback. Uh, I, I enjoyed, I, honestly, I enjoyed the pay-per-view top to bottom. Uh, I wouldn't say there was anything like outstanding, uh, you know, was you know, amazing, whatever. Um, but top to bottom, it was entertaining. And, I mean, at the end of the day, that's all you could really ask for. Um, I thought the tag match was, was you know, great. Uh, it was really good. Um, digging, just still digging Kid and Cesaro, myself. Um, and this new uh, heel version of New Day is, uh, I, I'm warming up to it. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I thought the... You know, we've seen those trick endings before, but that's okay with me. You know, you were talking about it yesterday with, with Rollins and kind of these heels starting to, you know, you know, come up with, you know, these cheap ways to win and, you know, it, kind of like old school mentality with the heels, you know. So I think I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the uh, the foray match was good, really good, entertaining. I expected it to be. You know, no really, nothing really too shocking there. You know, a lot of the predictions, I mean, it pretty much went how we thought it would. Um, you know, saw the triple power bomb. <laughs> Obviously saw that there was no chance of a reconciliation, even though uh, Brown's tried there for a second. But um, you guys hit the nail on the head with Cena and Rusev, too. Um, it was a good match. I thought it would be a little bit better, but it was still good. Um, but, again, when the outcome is almost pre-known, you know, I, I, I wasn't bored, uh, like kind of, I think you said, I wasn't bored, but I also was sitting there waiting, okay, so when, when is, you know, Lana going to quit for him, or, you know, when's the I quit coming, you know it's coming, <clears throat> um, but, you know, I was, I was hearing you guys talk about, you know, kind of where do you go from here with guys, and, you know, when I was thinking about Reigns, <clears throat> if you want to get him out of the title picture, but you want to put him in a big program, I mean, I don't know if it's the right time for it, but, you know, it might have been like a year and a half ago, two years ago, where Cena did a promo and basically said, if you want the top spot, you got to go through me. And I think before Reigns takes that top spot, I think he has to have a program with Cena. Uh, I think it'll help him with some of the fans he may not be over with because he's probably not over with the same fans that dislike Cena. So maybe it helps him out in, in that way. Um, I can't see them not having good matches together. I really think they'd be really good. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to see them win the U.S. title at this point, so that throws a little damper into it. But I think uh, in the very near future, I think before Reigns, you know, maybe that final step before he's ready to, you know, start taking over as maybe the new face of the company, if, if that's where he's headed. I think he is, but, you know, people will argue about that. I think yeah, maybe the program with Cena is the way to go. 
it, it, it's it's you know, I, and I never thought of that. I, I mean, that's not you know a bad idea, and because and you know Cena will lose nothing uh, if you have Reigns go over in that in that program with with Cena. Um, it's it's definitely a, a good spot, and I would almost you know, I mean, you have time until WrestleMania. You know, if if one of these weeks Cena's got the open challenge, and you hear that Shield music hit. And, uh, you know, perhaps whatever, something happens, Reigns gets a rematch and give Reigns a run with the U.S. title before they, they elevate him back to that main event status. Um, that, that's a good point. I mean, that might, you know, bring some fans around. I agree with you. Cena Reigns, stylistically, I could see them having an entertaining program. And, and if Reigns goes over on Cena, um, I, I think it's a really good idea. I think that could work. What do you think, Dave? That's what I wanted to see if we weren't going to do Lesnar and Reigns at WrestleMania. Because there was, you know, we talked about it on the show. There was talk of of not going with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for WrestleMania this year. And the one thing I wanted to see was I wanted to see Cena and Reigns. Because essentially, like Tony said, if you want that top spot, you got to go through him. And Cena's been that top guy, that constant in WWE as, as the main man that, you know, was at the top of the hill. And so Reigns was going to be taking that position. He's going to be taking it from the guy who's been sitting on the top of the mountain. So it makes perfect sense for it to happen. Um, to be honest with you, you know, I'd love to see Reigns win the Money in the Bank contract and just kind of bide his time. But I wouldn't mind seeing him have a United States title run so that when he does cash in Money in the Bank, um, and this is the event that they, they hopefully turn him heel at some point, but he's got more hardware, more to brag about, and really help legitimize his run as WWE champion. You know, you add the Royal Rumble victory, you add a Money in the Bank victory, you add him winning the United States title, and snapping John Cena's streak and the U.S. Open Challenge. Those are three pretty big things for his character to accomplish in one year in WWE on the road to the championship. And I think it would help make his championship run a lot smoother than what they initially had wanted to do earlier this year. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, and when, when it comes around, uh, I, I, I'd like to see him continue with, with, even if Orton's involved, that's fine, but I'd like to see the Ambrose rounds thing continue. I don't think there was ever any closure with it. Um, not that you have to have closure between the two at this point, but maybe you're building towards, you know, one of those, you know, 10 years from now they're doing, uh, you know, a, a greatest rivalry on the network thing with Rollins and, and Ambrose. And they kind of got it started before, went away from it when Rollins, uh, when Ambrose left, um, you know, after the curb stomped into the concrete or whatever happened. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe keep that program, you know, as, as, the lead into you know whatever whatever goes on with Brackett, SummerSlam, things like that. Um, keeping Ambrose and Rollins together. They said even if Orton's involved, and I'm sure you know we've yet to see yet to see uh, the the finality with the whole Kane situation, which I think is even with him you know helping Rollins again last night. I think the the uh, the change is coming. Uh, it might be tonight, next week. I don't know. You know. <clears throat> But even with that happening, I think, you know, Rollins is going to come out tonight and do his, I defeated all these three guys by myself, and, you know, the whole thing he does. And it's it's obvious whose side, uh, you know, Hunter's on, Triple H is on. So I could see 
again, you know, Kane coming out being like, you wouldn't have won that match without me, you know, that kind of a thing. So, I, I, I like I said, I don't know if it's happening tonight, but I think the Kane thing is, is coming to an end. And I think that would open up a spot for, you know, another field to come in as, as the director of operations or in that kind of pseudo general manager role, you know, whoever it might be. Um, and, you know, get Kane back to doing probably what he's better at. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I hope they're moving that direction. I gotta say something though with the, the championship match. As much as I, the ending was cool, and I don't know if you guys agree, that was one of the ugliest pedigrees I have ever oh my God, I'm seen glad you said in that. my life. Storytelling wise, I thought it was cool. It worked for everything, and I like this idea. Like maybe you go Rollins, where like maybe he doesn't have a definitive finisher, and he keeps using other people's finishers, which just makes him even a bigger jerk that he's stealing finishers, so, you know, why not? But, oh, my God, was that an ugly pedigree last night. Yeah, it was. It was, it was pretty bad. You know, I was like, thinking about it, like, Stephanie's pedigree on Brie Bella at SummerSlam was, like, a thousand times better than that last oh, summer. You're right. So, it, it, oh, it was, it was bad. Even when he was doing it, like, I almost was like, is he trying to do a pedigree? <laughs> like, he just, like, dropped him. Ugh, but, hey, the... The idea was good, though. I, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and that thought did go through my head also where, oh, he's going to start stealing finishers. And since he doesn't you know, have one since his finishers outlawed, you know, he's going to start stealing them. So, and, I mean, it was his athletic ability and his, his in-ring ability. Uh, most of these finishers, I think he could pull, you know, uh, a fair majority of them off. Oh, I agree. I, I, I think, you know, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. As far as. I thought uh, you started talking. I'm hearing no. things. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> you spent too much time talking with Mike Ferraro. That's the issue. That, that's what it is. I got voices in my head now. But, yeah, I, 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 I think that would be a great... You're, you're waiting for someone to interrupt you every five seconds. <laughs> I think it would be great if Rollins, if that was his gimmick, that he just starts, like, stealing other people's finishes. I mean, why not? It's a, What a great thing to do. Like, rather than, you know... I don't know. It just works so well for his character. And, and why not... Uh, you know, hey, they outlawed my finisher. Now I got to come up with a new finisher, and it, look, and he should have, a, you know, a finisher that's his. But, uh, you know, winning matches, stealing moves from other guys. I mean, that, uh, that to me, why not? Just like I said, it just makes him a bigger jerk and uh, will make people hate him more. Uh, and it's just, it's just good heel work. So I, I kind of like it. What do you think, Dave? I, I thought it was pretty clever that he used the pedigree. Um, I think it was somewhat of a. Um, uh, you know, an homage to Triple H, and I think it was also like a message that he was kind of sending to Kane. Like, he was almost kind of like sucking up to the boss, like using his move to, to, to beat Randy Orton. But I do like the idea that it would be you know, pretty cool that if he were to steal other guys' finishers um, as, a part of his, as, a, as a part of his gimmick. Because let's face it, like, Rollins, you know, he, he stole the title, he stole the championship at WrestleMania. So, I mean, it just makes perfect sense that he were to do something like that, whoever he's in the room with. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, real quick, I know you guys are getting short on time, but, you know, it's just pretty cool. You, you know, even though Raw hasn't been great lately, it is pretty cool how they have finally kind of like a bunch of, like, actual heels. Like, Rollins is a heel. You know, at this point, Sheamus, uh, King Barrett, uh, Rusev. You're starting to get, you know, for a while there, it seemed like it was all, they, they kind of had half the heels. Like, they're playing a heel role, but half the crowd's cheering for them. 
And I think a lot of these guys, you know, have that, really have some heat, you know, even New Day. Uh, and I think that that's going to be good for programming going down, that you actually have, kind of have, like, you know, the good versus the bad again, kind of, you know, coming back with, with everything. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and Anthony, thank you again. We are short on time. Thanks a lot for the call. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks. All right, guys. Have a good holiday. I'll talk to you. Take care. Take it easy, brother. And, you know, Dave, I mean, to Anthony's point, I, I think that, you know, it's funny because when McMahon says it and it kind of – it sounds good. It's a good sound bite that, uh, you know, people aren't really good and bad and uh, – you know, people are really more gray, and we want to entertain more of that. And it sounds good, but ultimately, man, like as a wrestling fan, I, I like my, my, my heels booed and my face is cheered. I, I, I like the black and white. I like people getting hated. And I do think that uh, Anthony hit the nail on the head with guys like Rollins and Rusev and, and New Day and even The Miz. You know, you got heels out there that are hated, that the crowd hates, that they're being booed. And... Uh, to me, I think that that works better as far as the entertainment value of pro wrestling. I think what's, I mean, I, I do agree with you guys and, and, uh, for the most part, but I, what I think what's interesting in today's wrestling landscape, and especially in WWE, is that for the better part of a decade, WWE has been very conscious of wanting to make certain guys and keep them in certain roles, like John Cena, for instance. I mean, the talk for 10 years has been, let's turn John Cena into a bad guy. And, you know, we've, we've kind of talked ourselves out of that, you know, as fans from happening, at least most of us. There are those diehards that still will wish he turned heel in his Hall of Fame speech. But anyhow, because um, I know we're short on time, I think sometimes let the, let the talent be who they are and let the audience decide what role you want to see them in, whether it's a good guy or a bad guy, because that's what makes it more interesting when an audience is electric like that, to decide that. And that's how I feel. Good stuff as always. Callers, thank you so much for giving us a call to tonight, talking pro wrestling. And again, double dip this weekend. We'll take next weekend off Memorial Day and then another double dip. We'll get you ready for Elimination Chamber and get you set for Monday Night Raw the next night. Check out 1640 PWPR on iTunes. Subscribe for free to our show as well as some other great shows. Dave, have a great Memorial Day. Everyone else, have a great Memorial Day. See you in two weeks. Take care, everybody.